When the lights go down in a city. Today on the show, we have Tora Wolution and her new band, Queen Macaulay. How are you, Tora? I'm great. How are you? Great, great. So tell us about uh, your new band. Well, uh, I just put it together about February and um, it's called Queen Macaulay and it's kind of a fusion of jazz, contemporary R&B and rock and roll. Okay. And uh, so you were a contestant or one of the finalists in the X Factor and you were actually coached by Simon Cowell, correct? Yes, I was. And how was your experience with that? It was amazing. You know, it taught me a lot about myself as a performer and, you know, what I could, how much I can handle. And right. um, there was a lot of, a lot of things that we did, um, including getting paired into groups. And we also danced with Brian Friedman. We did choreography with him and they test our, tested our dancing skills. And there were so many different rounds to that competition. And it was it was really a, 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 a growing path for me. Okay. And uh, when you were on the show, what other artists did you work with? Uh, I worked with uh, Paula Abdul and Nicole Scherzinger. Um, and then, of course, we worked with the other contestants and stuff sometimes as well. Okay. And uh, I know you were born in L.A. That's where I'm originally from. So, And uh, what well, are the kind of things that influenced you? Well, I actually, uh, my mom moved from L.A. to Arizona when I was four. Okay. And, the, you know, my mom took me to Disneyland all the time growing up. So we always went back to California. But um, my first actual real experience back in California by myself, I was probably... 15 or 16 and that was in the bay area and i okay. briefly moved in with my father and went to high school up there for a little bit um but that didn't work out so i came <laughs> right back um and then after that i was 18 i signed my first contract my first recording deal and i moved out there so how old were you when you performed in the x factor i was 20 2021 okay, tw it was like around my birthday so okay First, I was 20, and then I was 21. <laughs> that was a pretty good experience. It must have been on your birthday. Yeah. Oh, your, yes. That pivotal yes. year. Um, the first day of boot camp was actually on my birthday. It was intense. Was it on your 21st birthday? It was, yes. Wow. Um, that must have been interesting. Um, it was very. And um, so after the show, what kind of projects did you work on, and what was your experience in that world, in the world of the uh, music industry in Hollywood, that is uh, usually very exclusive, and a lot of people don't know much about that. How was your experience with that? Um, you know, I've been through so much in the industry. There's a lot of ups and downs, and, and there's a lot of snakes out there. So, you know, you really have to be careful who you get involved with and what type of contracts you're signing. Right, because there's a lot of these predatory contracts where... They take a large amount of the uh, large amount of the uh, person's uh, earnings, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And we're so I guess some people, some executives in the music industry, were they interested in uh, kind of peddling those contracts towards you? Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Um, actually, my first contract, it was it was a decent contract, but the guy, the manager, um 
really screwed me over and I had to take him to court and all kinds of stuff. So, um, you know, even if your contract is legit, that doesn't say much for, you know, the person you're signing it with, you know what I mean? Cause anything could happen. People don't care about contracts all the time. Right. And, uh, so, uh, what, what's this about this episode that, uh, or this t- part of a time in your life where you were living like at some uh, per- a very well-known person in the industry's home, and that was kind of like a nightmare, right? Oh yeah, that was actually just just last year. Um, I had there was an investor, and he had a little like artist conservatory in Beverly Hills that he was starting, and right. he was kind of moving artists into this house and then funding their careers, and you know he he didn't really show a lot of himself at first, but then slowly he started to show signs of like heavy drug use, heavy drinking. And he would become a completely cocaine and pills, always popping some kind of weird pills. Um, and you know, he, he would become this completely different person when he was heavily under the influence and he would literally abuse people and yell and scream and cops had shown up multiple times. Neighbors called the cops, people inside the house called the cops. Um, So this guy sounds like he had mental problems. Yes, definitely was like allergic to substance or something because he was so normal, professional when he wasn't under the influence. Oh, really? And then once he, yes, he was, he was very, you know, very, uh, kind of a conservative demeanor and, and very, very businesslike and, and very respectful. Almost like a uh, dual personality. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he. He turned into his evil twin when he touched <laughs> substance. He literally, liter- wow. literally did throw things. He he broke almost everything in his house. He broke things before in his that. House. Wow. Yes, he he destroyed the studio. He it was just so crazy. It got so crazy at the end, and there was a time where he attempted to uh, become sexual with me. And I was around my team, my team, my film team and everybody. And we were filming music videos and, you know, doing work in this house. And he tried to do this and everybody saw, and he was like forcing them to film. And he was trying to get everybody to like him, him doing things to me. Wow. This guy is pretty intense. Yeah. He was crazy. And they, a lot of people were filming in the background to get this, like, his actions on video. Right. Um, so you think he, want, so, he like, wanted to get caught or was he was getting high off it, like the thrill? You know, I don't know what it was because every time he got caught, he's, he was so rich that he would just pay his bail and he would just right. get right out of jail the next day. Every time he would get arrested, taken in. And he was doing some crazy things to some of the girls in that house. Like, like there was kind of one girl who got, I found out after I left the house, I found out that one of the girls got held down while he did things. Like the other, the other, the rappers and stuff that were in the house, Yeah, they held her down while this guy did things to her. So there were, we're actually so there were other in, artists. in a case right now right. where we all press charges. Um, wow, th- that sounds pretty intense. So this guy would get on his drugs essentially go to the rooms where these artists were and uh, sexually force himself on them. And he wanted to get caught with video and he's so rich. Mm -hmm. He's like such a rich guy. 
that he would just bail himself out the next day and he had no fear of consequences. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. I heard this guy would also go into like the uh, poor neighborhoods and like throw money at. Well, oh yeah. Rappers. Well, that's how he got, that's how he got the rappers in the, in there in the first place is he drove there to the hood and was like asking around, Hey, do you do music? Do you rap? You want right. to, you want to get rich and like, I'll pay for your career. And, they hopped in and he, you know, took him to this house. And I didn't find that out either till way later. One of the rappers actually told me the story about how they met. Wow. So and he was like, yeah, he was just drove up through my hood one day. I was like, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> and has he actually um, funded artists who were out there in the wild? Or was he just kind of like, it was kind of like a side entertainment thing? Well, he definitely threw his money around, you know, I, he, he paid people, he right. paid people, but, um, there was just this side of him. Like he goes through people so quickly, literally there were different rappers in that house every day and different girls in that house every day, probably because they got so tired. Yes. They probably got so tired of him doing what he did, talking to them the way he did. Right. And, you know, they left and he had to go out and get more people. Right. So and he, I he didn't see that until the out. last few days I was there. I was like, wow, he's just exchanging people because I started talking to the people that would leave. And I'm like, hey, like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, I'm done with that guy. And wow. he would bring home more people. And how did you meet I'm this like, guy? I don't know. I met him through a mentor, actually. My mentor uh, lived in the same neighborhood he bought that house. Right. So, of course, my mentor goes and he he's like, hey, you know, like chopping it up with the guy. Hey, what's up? You're in my neighborhood. Right. And, um, you know, he starts doing business with the guy before he can even see a glimpse of this evil side of him. Right. He's already, you know, so far down the line with this guy. Because he didn't even see that side of him until I came and and we were around him more because my mentor would come with me when oh. I was at the house. And then once I moved in, he was, you know, coming and checking on me. And right. so he saw a lot of this guy that he didn't see before. Oh, so he, he, did he realize that this guy's actually uh, bad news? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We both pulled out. We both pulled out of that situation. I bet he must've been uh, actually, felt guilty we all it. did. He has, he has nobody now. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, unless he got new people, but everybody that was there when I was there is not associated with him anymore. So what would you tell uh, young men and women who are uh, starting in the music industry about these kind of situations, how to avoid them? You know, it's really hard to avoid situations like that. It's, it's really a matter of, you know, if you really want to do a career in the industry, in the entertainment industry, yeah. then there are some things that you're going to have to accept and deal with. And, you know, it, it makes you stronger as a person. It helps you to, I mean, even though you're learning the hard way, it helps you to learn so much about, you know, what to do, what not to do, how to drop contracts, how to read contracts, how to negotiate contracts. And, and you know, then you kind of get a better a better sense of who people are going to turn out to be because you learn to read people very well. Right. And, and also sometimes in the music industry, you have to deal with people like that in order to get to the next level. Right. So, I mean, I'm not saying that this situation was that, was that, but, um, sometimes you know, some situations a... that I went through, I had to 
you know, step on a couple crazy people to get to <laughs> where I was trying to go. Well, you know a lot of I mean? these, uh, a lot of these investors or insiders in the music industry tend to be eccentric, probably. Yes, everybody in the entertainment industry kind of has another side to them that you don't really know about. Right. Everybody, right? And if 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 even not everybody in the entire world, you know what I mean? But especially artists, artists have kind of a. a a little tweak differently in their brain. That's, right. you know, I'm not saying in a bad way, it can well, be used for good. It can be exactly, exactly. Right. Well, that sounds, that sounds interesting. Now let's talk about your band and what do you see for the future? And how did you meet the guys and girls from your band? Well, um, I, first I met the saxophone player. I met him on new year's. And um, we played that gig together, and then we played a couple other gigs together after that. We met through the drummer. Okay. We had a mutual drummer, and the drummer always just picks random musicians, and then we just play a little show just for fun, you know. Right. And so, you know, it was one of those shows. It was actually a show that I was putting on, a big New Year's thing. And so the drummer was going to, you know, get the musicians together. And... The saxophone player, he, um, after, you know, a couple gigs playing together, I, you know, I told him that I had, we had conversated about a lot of things, but I had mentioned that I was trying to find musicians for my project. And then I sent him music right. to uh, what I'm trying to recreate that I wanted to, you know, re-record and, and have a band for. And then he was all in and he, uh, he actually goes to Berkeley College of Music. So he found some musicians out here in the Bay Area that go to the jazz school and um, put them together and, you know, found some guys that would be dedicated and, and believed in the, in the vision and the, the idea and everything. And then when we went to Boston, because that's where Berkeley School of Music is, right. he actually, Berkeley, um, he actually, yeah, Berkeley <laughs> School of Music right. in, um, yeah, in Boston. But he got some guys that went to Berkeley together out there and as fill-ins we played that little tour out there in boston i mean the reason i ask is because i've heard uh, your new band and it sounds incredible honestly i mean I know thank you so much you're welcome i know you're incredibly talented you're one of the most talented singers i've heard and oh, uh, thank you you're welcome yeah and along with your band with, with talented really talented musicians honestly it sounds amazing it sounds incredible can't wait till you guys do your tour in uh, the bay area because i'll definitely be at your show Oh, great. That would be wonderful. Come bring some cameras. <laughs> I will bring some cameras. Um, dope, dope, dope. Dope, dope, dope. Um, dope, dope. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm going to ask you here, um, can you sing a song for us? Sing a song Acapella. for you? Something that you um, like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a cover? Sure. Sing a cover. Okay. Um, all right. When the lights go down in a city And the sun shines on the bay Do I want to be there? Yeah, in my city Oh, 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 oh. Wow. 
That was amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so sweet. You are a gem. Thank you. You're definitely a thank gem. Thank you so much. Thank okay, you. Okay, so uh, do you uh, do you have a website that you want uh, our viewers to go check out? Yeah, yeah. Um, you can find all the information on queenmacaulay.com. That's queen, M-A-C-H-A-L-I.com. Okay. And then all the social media is the same, just Queen Macaulay. Queen Macaulay. Okay. Thank you, Tora, yeah. for uh, your talk today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Bye.